Stacy, you don't have to send it. Just send them an unlicked envelope. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, Here, just lick this, this and imagine. Damn it. It is envelope. It's envelope. <laughs> <laughs> it is envelope glue flavor. What the frick, man? That's what it tastes like. You licked it and you got that lingering taste on your tongue. And then yes. you, you nailed it on the head. I did. You little, uh, you little hussy. The, the, the reason the judges scored this one so high because it reminded them of the envelope of cash they also got with their vote. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> what's up y'all welcome back to another episode of that reload podcast i'm your host joel i am joined today with the entire crew i have sitting across from me the man you all know the boosh himself my man jeremy the kitchen white law meh <laughs> and next to him, as always, our pit master and producer, the tickler of all the clips, Mr. Matt Farr. Levels, levels. And last but not least, the sweet and sassy, but sometimes salty, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. So, guys, we've uh, we got a fun-filled episode today. We're going to do a little, give you a little update. I want to uh, let you all know we still have a massive-ass giveaway going on. Um, throughout the entire month of August. At ReloadRub.com. At ReloadRub.com. Every order place is going to enter you to win three massive grand prizes. And I've got to say, like, y'all are like, I'm to my eyeballs right now. I'm I'm so thrilled that you guys are participating in this. Um, we're actually sold out of all of our small fully loaded and down to our last case of fully loaded tank sized bottles as well as double action magnum like we're hurting we're hurting pretty Full bad so we put in a call we put in an sos call to our co-packer and it's currently um in the midst of getting some fresh seasonings bottled it's hard to predict when this how this stuff's gonna go and you they people have just straight up just crushed it and fully loaded always pulls through mm -hmm. fully loaded always gets smashed that's so crazy that you guys are like running out of seasonings while you're giving away like Yeti coolers, thousands of dollars worth of Haltman meats, <laughs> Camp Chef smoker. I don't get it. That's so weird. Breachers. Yeah, that's so weird that people be ordering a lot. Like I'll it's crazy. The bottle breachers has, has been the biggest thing. Like so many people are motivated by that. And I wish we had so much more to get. Like, I wish I could give them out in every order. Obviously we can't. And you never um, know. We might get a wild hair on our ass and just, Hey, we're going to order some more. We don't know. I think we're going to, because I just, I, I love sticking them in people's orders. Like it's so awesome. And and they're badass. I've had mine for three years. We carry it in our pocket, carry it in our coolers everywhere. I Take mean, it's awesome. But you know, go to reloadrub.com. Any order placed in August, you're automatically entered. Or you know what? I'm going to say something right now. What the go you tell you me something? You don't just have to go to reloadrub.com to place the order. That's right. Matt, they could go to bbqathlete.com to place their order, right? <laughs> That's right. That's, I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah, so you can go to bbqathlete, barbecueathlete.com, uh, and it uh, redirects straight to reloadrub.com. And you can also go to uh, bbqathlete.com slash swag, and it'll take you straight to the brand new barbecue athlete pocket tea boom that's right so matt lived up to his promise you know he kind of threatened us on the last episode and said look bbqathlete.com is available and if you don't buy it tonight i'm gonna do it and all I of know. a sudden we get a little message it's a video message and matt's taking his mouse and you see the cursor click <laughs> and it's purchased <laughs> like <Dubai>. you <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> yeah now fun. i just want to hang on to it and like you know probably you know 10 years from now and it's worth like 
you know, a hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, Hey guys, you ready to purchase yeah, this? That's right. And now yeah, if you want to listen back to you, that's all right. Thanks, I'll give buddy. you first rider refusal. Thanks, How about buddy. That? I appreciate that. And then when, you know, if you want to listen to the podcast, <laughs> it's easy to remember now go to podcast.bbqathlete.com and it'll take you right to our feed. So I actually today, guys, so Matt didn't buy it, went and bought that reloadpodcast.com. You did? Yes. This is the first I've heard of this. <laughs> wow, we're super yeah, I'm all gun shy now. I'm like, oh, Matt's going to buy all my domains. Well, no. we actually, we need Matt to have um, control over it because no he shit. like set up all of the URLs for us. So I did. I have, I have we, we now officially own that reloadpodcast.com. I tried to buy trp.com. But it was forty five thousand dollars. So, oh yeah, yeah. that's pocket change. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's one ad spot for us. <laughs> we'll we'll, yeah. we'll do that for our one our one year anniversary. Maybe there you that's go. Right. That's how we'll celebrate. Yeah, well, by buying a domain. So, yeah. <laughs> in other news, like we've got some good party. news. You guys know that my sister in law has been um, overseas in Afghanistan. Um, she's in the U.S. Air Force. She's a master sergeant over there, um, and she's been over there since May. Yeah. Um, but we got news that she is coming home. Um, she her deployment was over, but and her new um, air evacuation team came in to relieve them, but. They didn't have a ride home yet, so they were trying to set up, you know, getting airfare and everything for them back home. So we now know she's coming home. What's cool is when they were doing all of their tour, like all of their assignments and missions and stuff, they would open up, I don't know what it's called, the hangar or something, yep. and she would fly, Amer they would fly American flags over the over the battlefields of Afghanistan, and um, she flew one for reload. So she's going to have that come back home. <laughs> These guys are killing me. So anyway, she flew over the battlefields a, a flag in honor of reload. So she's going to be bringing that legit home to us. battle flag guys flying over Afghanistan. American flag just traipsing the battlefields with nothing but America. So that's that's going in the reload. It's going to be in the studio. Re reload studio in the studio for sure. Nice. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is not like this is a legit flag that was there. Mm -hmm. Air you know, Force. You, you know no, what? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I love how it just stopped so suddenly. <laughs> uh, well. Anyway, I want her on the show. That's what, that needs to be like our top priority when she gets home. It'll be like hug and kiss the family. Come on our show. Okay. And, and not only that, she loves bourbon, huge bourbon fan. So we yeah. have to do porn on the podcast. So her. she has totally agreed to come on. Um, we've talked to her about this before she went off and deployed. But she definitely said she has to be primed before she is going to come on and get in front of, them, of the mic. So we'll have mm. to have a couple of bourbons before we start the show. And she's honestly, like, she's a true badass and one of my favorite people. Um, she's one of the few people that I, like, she can she can hold her liquor. I would never get in a drinking contest with her. Never. She Won't would beat happen. you. She would whoop your ass. Wow. Every yes. time. This one night, I took 10 shots in a row um, from different vessels, so maybe her and I can have a, uh, a drink-off of sorts. <laughs> with I, 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 I can get the gravy boat out of retirement. There you and, go. Uh, That's it. <laughs> the, the gravy boat pig. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So have y'all heard about um, what The Rock's been up to? Anybody heard? He bought XFL, right? I know. I'm kind of excited about this. So this is, uh, I used to watch the show Ballers. Y'all familiar with, with Ballers? I've seen on a HBO. Sport. I've never watched. Well, it. The, the Rock was basically a talent or a talent, an agent for football players, and ends up. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen it, ends up becoming um, 
head of the NFL. What's that guy's name? Or whatever. Commissioner? The, the commissioner Vince of the McMahon? NFL. He, no, he doesn't become – he bought the XFL from Vince McMahon. But no, in, oh, okay. in, in the show Ballers, <laughs> he becomes the commissioner of the NFL. Um, so this is kind of like, a, you know, the real deal here. Him and his ex-wife are – which is business his partner? His ex-wife is like one of his business partners um, that he went in t- – he bought it for fifteen million dollars. That's for it. Fifteen million dollars. Him and his ex-wife and his other business partner went in for. So, like, does that not seem cheap to you? What do you What do you actually get for that though? Just like naming rights. I'm assuming and, like the branding so, and the franchise. No, yeah, they yeah. they still they're still XFL teams. Um, and what they plan, which on, are probably privately owned, if I could guess. Yeah. So what they plan on doing is. They plan on what the what the Rock is doing different than what Vince McMahon did is he plans on taking um, team XFL teams and putting them in cities that have lost or do not have an NFL team, which I think is going to be work a lot better than competing with an NFL roster already. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like Oakland lost like- the Raiders, now they're going to get a football team back. But it's there was a there wasn't a presumably there wasn't a fan base there to support a football team and that's why they left. So I'm not sure that that seems like a winning strategy like a great, to me. Yeah. I don't know about that. I think a lot of that, you know, with the, with the Chargers and when with them going to um, L.A. or is it Vegas, one of the two, and Oakland going there, like I don't know if that was more of a fan base thing or if that was a, a, a we're going to get a lot more money here kind of a thing. You know what I'm saying? So speaking, I mean, like speaking of strategically, do we really think that it's a good strategic move to be business partners and buy a major thing such as the XFL with your ex-wife? Like, would you be okay with that? Like, hey, by the way, I bought this major business move with my ex-husband. Nah, I'd be pretty pissed off about that. What do you guys think about that? But they've been partners like for a hard minute. I mean, that's true, but how is there not, like, animosity there? How is that not... What do they freaking hate each other? If you're like, I'm sorry, I'm I'm busy, like, so-and-so just keeps calling me because we got all these things going on. Me and the ex-wife got to stay late late (laughs) with the office. We've got business (laughs) meetings. If you have, maybe, maybe it's like if you're a, if there's a jealous personality in the relationship, I could see that being pretty tough, but I don't know. Well, she has half of his money, so he probably needed it back to purchase the team, right? (laughs) Oh... This is true. Nicely played. Also, I know nothing about sports ball, so I really couldn't give a shit less. I was going to say, we need, this, we need to bring Spencer and Paul on to talk about this. Like okay. It's something they'd be super, but would you uh, want Ty to be to go make this giant business move with one of her exes? She's really butthurt over The Rock working with his um, ex. I mean, if, if her ex-husband was The Rock and I got to hang out with The Rock, I mean, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Moving on. Moving on. We're not um, a, we're not a sports podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm, but I'm really excited about that because I was, you know, the, the XFL seemed pretty neat. It had its different rules, and you know the the sideline. Um, well, you know uh, what is it called? The interviews that they have, no, and the mics in the in the um, it's, live action. It's, it's live action all the time, so you get you get live audio from the players on the sideline and on the field. There's not like you're having one player that's mic'd up. So when they or coach is re- reaming somebody out, you're getting that live audio of it right there, which is a little bit different. And the XFL was doing very well before effing coronavirus. See, there you go, Matt. Censor myself. Thank uh, you. <laughs> before coronavirus kicked in and just, you know, ruined it. All right. Next story I found. 
The other night, Scotch whiskey was salvaged from an 80-year-old shipwreck to be sold at an auction. Did you guys hear about that? We should no, talk. No. We should have talked about this in the front of uh, the front of uh, porn on the podcast. We should have. So basically, this ship <laughs> was carrying. <laughs> Actually, we <laughs> should have. So we're gonna power through. We're just gonna. <laughs> go. Sorry. We, sh- we should have shut the fuck up. Anyway, <laughs> no, that's not how it works here. Listen, who's the showrunner? Anyways, continue. Honey. Just kidding. Um. Anyway, it's this- you slick. That's right. It ran um, aground during World War II, and evidently it was carrying like 28,000 cases of whiskey, and they have discovered it. It's been salvaged, and now they are auctioning it off. So it's like... The kicker of this thing is they don't know how how long this whiskey was aged. So it could be a four-year, it could be a 20-year, but it's already bottled. There's no labels on it, nothing. It's just bottled uh, sealed with wax on top so it's airtight so it doesn't age being underwater because it's already bottled it so could, if it was aged for 12 years it's still a 12 year scotch and it could That's taste right. like dog shit no one knows he buy it at auction yeah but yep. what they said is because like little oxidation was able to occur and that it was bottled and there was a wax seal and all of that that legit it should taste very very similar to when it was bottled. Yeah, because the big thing with any kind of brown liquor is it can deteriorate with oxidation, like you said, and then sunlight's the other thing. That's why usually it's in a dark bottle and you don't want to store it directly in the sunlight. So be interested. I mean, I'd try it. I I would tell you that older is not always better, but I would definitely be interested to try it. Yeah, so I mean, it's like, it. it's not age. It's like going to the liquor store and picking it up. I just, my thing is, is, We've come so far with distilling whiskeys and bourbons. I don't see how this could be much better or any better at all than what we already have. Like, you know what I mean? Like World War II, I don't I just don't know if it's gonna be like this astronomical flavor that you're gonna get out of some of the great stuff we already get. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then there's also, like, people have a real hard-on for, like, the old, uh, what is it, the old Weller stuff. Old Weller, yeah. like, before they were part of uh, Buffalo Yeller? Trace. So. Yeah, yeah, old, old, <laughs> old Yeller. <laughs> so there is something to be said about, like, making it the way they used to make it. So I, I think it would be interesting. I don't know. We should get a bottle for pouring on the podcast. That'd be good. But I mean, I'm going cool to auction, guys. I'm going to auction. I mean, because you're <laughs> legit getting a piece of history, like something that was bottled back then. And it's almost like, what is like discovering something that's almost here's, like back to the future. Here's my question. If you were able to procure a bottle of this, would you drink it? Oh, heck yeah. yeah. That's what it's for. Why I'm would you get it. a bottle if you I'm weren't going to drink it? I'm because, getting a horn. Okay, I'm getting a real uh, horn. The Viking horn. We are all on the same page. Like, for me, like, it's made to be drank. But there's people yeah. out there that just want it to have it, to say that's... Just to collect it. Well, it's an old bottle of viscida from the depths of the sea. You know, like, shit like that. Conversation piece. The, yeah. And that's the thing about, like, bourbon. I know we're talking scotch, but it's all whiskey. Like, people love a good story. Like, all the big bourbons have, yeah. like, all this, like, to do about how special it is. I don't know. If Have you guys heard of Jefferson's Ocean before? Yeah. Like, the... The whole yeah. shtick is that it's in casks that are on a ship that have sailed around, you know. Yeah, they so, around. And, and I people, didn't know this. 
I, yeah. I just watched yeah. a YouTube video on the, on that this week about how it sails around. And then uh, because of the rocking of the ocean, it has more contact with the barrel as it's aging on these ships out at sea. So it's supposed to have, you know, be a better yeah. bourbon. And then like wow. the story, well, I guess, the releases yes. are named voyages. So it's like voyage 20, voyage 21, you know, stuff like that. I it's don't just, even think it sails. I want to drink Isn't that. it just anchored and the waves make it do this? Yeah. It's a Rick house on the water, basically. Yeah, but it's so like, awesome. if that stuff goes like that, just because of the story, imagine what, how much this stuff is going to go for. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, like I've always been like a huge Goonies fan and, you know, Outer Banks or whatever. And imagine you like, you get the shipwreck and you're down there with your divers and you find these big wooden crates and you crack into those things. And it's yep. a bunch of bottles of scotch. Dude, man, I wouldn't even sell them. <laughs> like, ah, Joel, would, Joel would have his, as many bottles clutched into his arms and tried to swim. Have a vault. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to surface <laughs> from all the water. Put them in your chest. Yeah. I was like, I, I'm really curious for a follow-up to this one when, like, when someone cracks open a bottle and like tries this stuff and see and mm-hmm. actually sees how it is, like what it's turned out yeah. over all these years. I'll have Stacy we'll stay, stay on the story. Yeah, yeah, because... Like we had talked about some different bourbon things. I did some research a while back, like, um, and with, um, with wine, you always store the wine on its side so that, um, the cork stays hydrated and doesn't rot out. But with high proof whiskeys and stuff, you have to store them bottle up so that the whiskey is not in contact with the cork Mm -hmm. because it'll actually eat the cork away over the years because it's such a high proof of alcohol. So if these are sitting in there with alcohol against the cork the entire time, I can't imagine that that would be good for them for 80 years. Um, So I'm wondering if there was, yeah, I mean like, um, you know, maybe some of them were setting up or or whatever, but I'm wondering if that would play a part in it and you're really just getting a bottle of seawater. I like how like us, like if we were going to purchase it, we're like so analytical. We're like, okay, well like what was the position that it was in when it was found and harvested? (laughs) Yeah, no shit. But well, I'll say there was a wax seal, Jeremy, that was on it. So I don't know if the wax, I mean mean, like, that's no, yeah. Like, like, like makers are, are wax sealed, you know, but well, like, the, it, it's still a piece cork. of cork in there. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's still what they used 80 years ago. Like that's not corks. that long ago. That aren't very good. Porous corks. Mm-hmm. It's all corky in the bottom of it. It is. So, um, the other day I went to the grocery store, which, you know, I don't do very often. I usually get them delivered and I was walking through the produce section and I see on this wooden crate, this massive, like brown orb. <laughs> <laughs> looking food. I don't know. It looked like a growth, like a big tumor thing. It was bigger than a watermelon. And I looked and do you have any idea what it is? Produce section? Big, brown, prickly. Um, it, Was it a, um, um, a jackfruit, a durin? It was. Yeah. It was a jackfruit. $24.99 they had it priced for. Don't those yeah. smell like I've, dead fish or something? That's when you a open durian. Them? They do. Of. The jackfruit's yeah. different than a durian. Jackfruit's well, like I thought they were the same thing. Nope. Jackfruit is like we we were talking about it. It has a flavor mix of ba- banana and pineapple. That sounds good. So I've I, I watched a video one time. Don't ask me why. This was vegan, and uh, he said that was his favorite fruit. He was ripping that thing open, and eating a little pot right. inside. Yeah, people use it to uh, make like a oh, vegan pulled pork, don't yes, they? Yes, you're right. I've so, seen that. Yep. Yeah. Which, which this so guy, whenever I told Joel, I came home, I was like, I just saw this like big giant brown thing, a jackfruit for 25 bucks at the grocery store. They only had one. I've never seen it there. He was like, ah, oh, you should have bought it. I wanted to try it. 
But yeah, I'd this, try it for this sure. guy, she watched a little video and this guy is going, oh yeah, man. So we like, you pull it out and you can do some, some uh, vegan pulled pork barbecue and it tastes and looks just like it. I'm like, no, wrong. I'm sorry. Wrong. A wrong. fruit is not going to taste. It's like cauliflower saying cauliflower tastes just like and there's no freaking way, macaroni and cheese. And there's no way the texture, it's like that freaking zucchini spaghetti. No. Which I love. I love That's, those. I love the vegetable substitutes. I love them, but they're not comparable. No. Like spaghetti noodles is not comparable to squash. It is a great substitute, but you cannot say it tastes just like. I don't like I, me, like a, a freshly harvested pig that I threw on the smoker. You can't even call it great. It's just a, it's just a substitute for if you don't want to eat meat. It's not a great substitute. Look, guys, I love to shit on vegans just like everybody else does. Um, but I think we need to get one of these and actually try this out. I want Same. to. I Same. agree. I'm, I'm going to go back there and see if we can get a jackfruit. <laughs> Matt, I, I, I've seen them at Kroger and stuff, but like I saw and they were like $25 for one. And I was like, eh, it's not worth it. I'll go buy a pork butt. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. buy a pork butt for yeah. 10 bucks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Kroger's got pork butts 99 cents a pound right now. So, what? No, wait, I'm sorry. It was That's a but. great deal. Oh, we was, do, yeah, we picked every up time we, we load up. All right, guys, it's time for a break. And when we get back, we've got an awesome segment being led by Joel. He is going to host the next segment of Porn on the Podcast. That's right. We'll see you on the flip side. Poured here for pouring on the podcast. I've got my three um, whiskeys that I've, I have uh, picked, and my theme for this is going to be high proofs. It's going to be like one fifteen ish. Got two one fifteen plus ones, and one of them there's a one fourteen. Um, but the the kicker is here. I've thrown in a couple of I don't even know the freaking word, but you know wrenches into the plan here, and I'm going to see if the crew actually notices. Um, some of the stuff here. So the first one is A, and it's going to be called Stranahan's. And it's uh, I'm really excited about this one. Um, it's actually a, well, I ain't going to tell you. You have to wait and see. The, the second one, B, is called Old Granddad. So keep that one in mind. And the third one is C, Iron Root Hair. I can't even remember. Hair Binger. Now, I've not had any of these guys. So, um, I don't, I, I'm going to be tasting them along with them as well, but um, I'm really excited about this. So let's get into it. All right, guys. So we are back from the break and it is time for my chance to host Porn on the Podcast. I've been looking forward to this for some time now. Went to the store, actually went to Total Wine to be exact. Yeah, give me them flappy flags out there, Matthew Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> flags. I uh, you like the list that came in there, Myth Myth of Matthew. Uh, <laughs> Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I, I've never, I'll say this, give you a little backstory. I've never had any of these um, that we're having tonight. And um, I can't wait for you guys to try them. Um, He's been staring at these bottles for weeks. I know. Waiting I for have, the opportunity to I have, host this. I have not even smelled these guys. Okay. I have refrained because I wanted to get the full experience with you guys. So let's go ahead right now. Let's jump into it. Let's jump into 
A. Number A. I really like how we're all at home so we can like all like have our own Glen Cairns. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. Did you all nose the glass? We did. Yep. We nosed <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> I love this self-editing. It's great. Makes I know I, later so much I know easier. the shit out of this thing. <laughs> no, dang. Oh, wait, <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry, Matt. Oh, ooh, hello, darling. Mmm. Oh, sorry. This smells. <laughs> you should hear me during sex. <laughs> it smells what? A little higher proof. I, s- I can't seem to pinpoint. I feel like it's. I'm very intrigued with this one because usually I can bring out different notes, and I'm not really getting distinct notes of this really one. yeah i put down like like it's almost like tart like kind of citrusy yeah it has a Apple-y. lighter quality to it yeah i also said appley yep fascinating isn't it appley it's very appley yeah we know apple is a superior it product it doesn't have so. like those creamy notes that that we mm. you know typically talk about. i'm gonna hold my thoughts on everything because i because you know i know so, although on the tongue it's very creamy and smooth, but then you get that, like you said, that appley. Do me a favor. Fruity. Do me a favor. Save a little sip of each one, please, for the very end. So when we're okay. describing it, we can go back to it, and maybe that some things might come out you didn't get before. Definitely smooth in the front, more burn in the back. Yeah, it's very smooth. It, it doesn't have that viscous quality to it. Like it goes down very easy. Mm-hmm. Delightful. Yep, super light mouthfeel. Delightful, like- yet not decadent. Yeah. Like that uh, butcher's blend that we had. The butcher's bourbon? Last time, yeah. Um, that had a more viscous, more, you know, meaty. That's good. I found that those are the ones I, I tend to gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. But these these lighter ones have a place like uh, that Weller Special Reserve, the green bottle. Mm-hmm. Kind yep. of that, that lightness to it. So, Joel, did you say this was stuff you had never tried before? Mm-hmm. This is all new to you? Okay, It's all new to That's me good as well. Enough. But I tried to do as much research as I could on these because I want to hold up to the to the segment. So. Take one more sip. All right, I need to. Now, now, Joel, you told me that these are all small batch whiskeys from uh, from Florida, brewed with swamp water from the Everglades, right? It's a new thing. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's weird when you smell it at first; you get like a caramel, but I taste none. Okay, I'm ready for the next one. All right, uh. let's dive in. To letter B. Cleanse the palate. Cleanse your palate. Topo Chico. Topo cleanse. Number B. This is going fast. I mean, I saw Matt, too fast I saw, for me. I saw Matt's face. B. I'm not. I'm not gonna rank anything, but B <gasps> smells. B smells real good. <laughs> B smells real good. It does have a thicker look to it. I haven't, I haven't tasted it yet because I'm reflexing. I think Jeremy's going to like this one. Yeah, I'm still smelling it. It, it. Yeah. It's not that caramel smell wow. like you normally get. Mm-mm. That Matt's got a bewildered look on his face right now. Now that is viscous. <laughs> what? I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an amazing uh, taster now. He's like, when you know what's already in it, you're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I double checked myself because I had forgotten a little bit. And I was like, mm, what's it's like this? baking spices. <laughs> this is more hearty. 
It's heartier than the first one. Yeah, it's almost like, it almost feels like the texture of like Robitussin. Mm-hmm. It's viscous. Don't ruin it for me, Matt. I don't think about Robitussin when I no, drink it. No, but like to me, like A, <laughs> A was like a fruity appetizer, like a light appetizer, and B is your full course meal. Yeah. This is the steak and potatoes. They were definitely, definitely uh, ordered correctly. So nice job on that. Yeah. Without even knowing, without even tasting it. Yeah. If the third one is like dessert flavored, I'm going to be blown away. Okay. Well, well, I don't know. My my upper lip's numb again, guys. Uh, Yeah. Drink two. That's what happens. All right. Here we go. No, it's too fast. This is too fast. I need a break. Okay. Get a cleanse. Get a cleanse. Ready for three? Number C. Yep. Yeah. C. Nose I've in. been I've had my nose in it Ooh. for a, a little while already, trying to figure it out. It does smell sweet. It does. It, like, <laughs> I, that's what it smells like caramel. Sweet. Like that's exactly what I said. Brown sugar caramel nose. Yep. It smells oh, sweet. Oh yeah. I can't Dude. believe how well we oh. guys How did you do this? <laughs> did you walk into the store and I you're am like, pumping I my appetizer, a main, and a dessert uh bourbon. <laughs> That's it. I said, I said, I want the appetizer. I want, I want the main course. <laughs> yeah, meat and three. And I want the dessert. No. I, I know. It is. Like, all of us are getting the same notes. This one's uh, thicker than the other two have been in my mouth. Almost like a bitter note to it. It has a, kind weird, of, it has a weird, almost like a off-putting flavor when you put it in your mouth. Matt? I was going to say, this reminds me a lot of the butchers from last week. Or two weeks ago. I'm kind of getting like a, a dryness after with after uh, afterwards. You know what I mean? Like this kind of a dryness laying on my tongue. Like a PD, I don't know. Like a... Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's like a, we're on glass three, but... but like an off-putting earthiness. Like a real woody flavor. Yeah. But that's, where I, the, the, that's where I'm saying like bitter is where I'm almost getting... It smells nice. Yeah, it does not smelly. taste like it smells. Yeah. Oh, when I burp, it had a caramely taste. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> say it. There's for some God's kind sakes. of <laughs> there's some kind of off-putting flavor as you're drinking that one, like a chemically paint, paint earthy. There is. Try it. It kind of tastes like dirt to me. Yeah. It's not very good. Smells like algae. I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't buy it again. Like algae. Yeah, I hope that's not some like super rare. Did you? So, Joel, did this come from a sunken ship that's been underwater for 80 (laughs) years? Spoiler (laughs) alert. Here's another spoiler alert. I'm a a certified diver, so I didn't buy that shit. I went and got it. We will be auctioning (laughs) off bottle C to all of our listeners because it tastes like crap. Okay. Thanks, Stacey. Just kidding. So... It doesn't taste like crap. It's just definitely not something I would pour and say, mmm, it's delicious. Okay, give me kind of give me any notes. Like what do you get? What do you, anything else y'all are getting off of C? Shit. Okay. Oaky woody grossness. <laughs> <laughs> like not dead wood. Not like dead wood, like burning smoking wood. Like, no, like I'm rock. chewing on a no, I'm no. chewing on a freshly piece of wood type feel. Almost like a oh, like like a live wood. Like, like, like a wet like log. Rotting or like yeah, straw. Old. Man, is it that bad? Straw, like a straw. Hang on a minute. I mean, no, it's not that bad. A straw. No, it's not that bad. But y'all are really shitting on my pouring on the podcast (laughs) here on the dessert bourbon. (laughs) It's not a dessert bourbon. It smelled like a dessert bourbon. Oh man, hang on, I'm getting something. 
almost like stovetop stuffing. <laughs> but no, it's put like your, put your nose in it right now. Break a twig off and start chewing on it. Put your nose in right now and think stovetop stuffing. I want I want Thanksgiving to come Are you here like that? right now. Am I just weird? Can we please have Friendsgiving? I don't. Maybe. <laughs> what's that? Uh, what's that spice? You, know you that walk goes into a in? kitchen. You walk into a kitchen, and, like, and somebody's making making stovetop or something like that, and like sage is what I'm thinking. Maybe, sage. maybe that's what I'm getting. Mm. I'm not a sage fan. No, it smells I like love your age. Wait, you're not a sage fan? No, we're making something with sage. Please do. <laughs> right. Like, uh, like a, a sage brown butter over chicken, something. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. a, uh, um, uh, a skin on chicken breast seared skin side down so nice you and crispy know, with the sage butter yes I'm making a sage note and we're gonna do an episode on sage okay alright All right. I don't think it's a whole episode but we'll, we'll do it a sage dessert a sage <laughs> appetizer series. a sage bourbon <laughs> a sage dessert <laughs> sage this I'll wipe we'll, my butt we'll with sage ice cream. okay so I've I took guesses. So I, I've said before, I don't really do the whole like tasting notes thing, but I did. I made some notes, obviously, and some comments. I also made notes of what I thought the proofs on each one are, which is what I'm really excited to hear. I want to see how well that lines up with reality. I'm going to rank mine real quick. Hold on. I got to try A and B first. Do you all have your ranks? Don't now remember, save a little sip for when we start talking about the notes. Yes. Right. I have ranks. Okay. I have ranks. Let's roll in. I want to go uh, Matt, Stacy, Jeremy. I want to hear you all, your all's rank from uh, first to last. Okay. First for me was B. All right. And then next up was A. And then last was C. Okay. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. J- uh, Stacy. Go. Um, echo, echo, echo. First was B. <laughs> second okay. was A. Uh huh. Third was C. Okay, Jeremy, bring me home, brother. So mine are a little different than theirs. Um, I did uh, B, then A, and then C. <laughs> <laughs> is it, this is the first time I think all yeah. three of you have agreed on pouring yep. the podcast. They were so different. That's it. Was a good tasting because they were all three so different. So mine were um, A, B, C. Um, that was my favorite, uh, as far as how it, it was goes. tight. It was it tight was for tight A and B. B and A. Yep. They, yeah. they were definitely tight. Yeah. I think that was more of a personal <laughs> thing. And, and probably because like it always is whoever hosts porn on the podcast. I know what, what is in the glass. So yeah. let's go down. Let's do a rundown on a y'all tell me about a, tell me what you think. What, what was the proof and what do you all, uh, think the dollar amount Higher on proof. that be? Might be. Oh, Proof and dollar amount. So I think proof, I'm guessing 94, and dollar amount would be $39. Okay. Jeremy? Um, proof, I will say 100, and I'll stick with 39. That's what I was thinking, too, on the dollars, but I'm going to say 101. Okay. This is a I think it's a little higher proof. Okay. Higher proof than two, in my opinion. How, how much? How much do you think it costs? I think it costs thirty nine ninety nine. Okay, thirty nine. Your first drink always kind of has that hot, high proof feel. So I usually uh, just I whenever I'm again, guessing, okay. I would guess a little lower than what it actually tastes like. All right, so I've got my notes. I was thinking one ten. I've got my notes here. I want to let's go. Let's go to B. 
Tell me about what, okay. y'all, what y'all think of of B. So I said 105 proof. Okay. And I would put it at I would put that one at 49. 49.99. Okay. All right. So Jeremy, what you got? Um. Man, now Matt's got me rethinking my proofs. My proofages. Yeah, um, I'll say a hundred again, and then I will also do uh, fifty dollars. I said it's a fifty dollar bottle. All right, so forty nine ninety nine. I was thinking the same on the dollar amount, fifty bucks, but I'm going with a ninety six proof. Oh, look at you! Okay, this is so interesting. I can't stand it. Ninety six. <laughs> ninety six proof. I've never seen one that proof, but okay. All right. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? Down in the Florida Everglades, they proof them a little differently. <laughs> Six. I'm just joking, Joshin. I love you. I so think much. we did one la- the last time, did we not? It. You're my everything. C. <laughs> let's go on, uh, Matt. I think I I said 97 proof on C, and I said 15 dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jeremy. <laughs> um, I I I'm gonna stick with 100 because that's what I said for the other ones. Proof. Okay. Um, <laughs> Across the board. And I'm going to say $9.95. I think this is grain alcohol with a little bit of food coloring in it. This is so great. Keep going. Anybody? Who's 20 next? bucks. 20 bucks. Okay. 20 bucks. And <laughs> we're talking about a 94 proof. Holy shit. Okay. All right. I'm ready to run this down. Y'all ready to run this down? <laughs> yes. Let's get the rundown. Let's go. The theme that I had going for this porn on the podcast was high proofers. I wanted to do the one, the high proof was 115ers. Um, so they're all 115? They're all 115 except Very for smooth. B. B was a 114. And I only got it because of yeah. uh, of the nostalgia and uh, the, I guess, the backstory behind this. So, uh-huh. so let's roll into A first. Let's run that down. A is, is a, not a bourbon. But an American whiskey out of Colorado that is fed by the Rocky or distilled with Rocky Mountain Spring water. It's a 115 proof that comes in at a price of $64.99. It is a single, it is a cask strength single barrel. And it is, um, hang on. Oh, I pull my notes up. Hang on. It is hand selected bottle with aromas of caramel. Butterscotch, vanilla. This is the smell, the aromas. Butterscotch, vanilla, maple syrup, and leather. Uh, The flavors you get out of this are butter, vanilla, chocolate, warm caramel, and spiced pear that flow over the tongue like table cream and melted brown sugar. A warming finish. What a description. I know. A warming finish with a hint of spice. So the taste, if you if you go to Total Wine, it says rich butterscotch and vanilla on this one. So hang on, did I did you actually say what it was called? No, you didn't. Oh, Stranahan's. 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 Come and get the bottle real quick. Like Michael Stranahan. I think it's Michael Strahan. Oh, that's right. Uh, here, Giants. <laughs> uh, no, I know him from uh, Kelly and Michael. Hmm. He was on the New York Giants. Regis filming. Oh gosh, she died. I know it's terrible, isn't it? All right. I've yeah. seen that bottle. I've seen that bottle before, so, and I haven't picked it up. So now I'm. That's interesting. Okay. So here it is. Yeah, Stranahan single malt whiskey, cask strength, single barrel. So funny story about this company is that 
it was created from a firefighter who responded to a barn fire. And he helped save this barn from being burned down. And the guy who owned the barn was a uh, kind of a known beer distiller, but he was a connoisseur of whiskey and bourbons. They found out they loved this. They're both outdoorsmen. They found out they uh, both love bourbons and whiskeys. And together, they created this line of whiskey. Huh. It's so. like the Coors Latte of whiskeys. <laughs> I thought this one, to me, this one right here was one of the most, was my favorite because I, I guess because I knew what was in it, I was getting all of those notes. One thing that I got out of this that I wasn't get, that I didn't get in the description that I wrote down, I got a lot of like zest out of it, like orange. Um, yeah. That, that, that's what I was thinking Lots of zest. That's a really great yeah. description. And then those, those spices that they talk about came in on the back end. I really, really enjoyed this I one. I enjoyed that one too. It and, was close with, with B, but they were so different. And going back and nosing it is what sold it for me. I, I would say for 115, like this is very approachable. Very oh, yeah. Like yeah. it does not taste that high at all. Yeah. So it is 115.02 proof. So, oh, well, you didn't say the O2. Like now that we know that, like that just pushes you <laughs> right over the edge. So go back yeah. now that we know. Take take one little sip and tell me what y'all if y'all are picking that stuff up we talked about. It's still not. It's not creamy I, or I do not get caramel. I do no. not get butterscotch. I get that z- orangey zesty flavor. It's right? crisp, spice a lot, and those spices they talk about baking spices. I can taste a little bit of that vanilla though. Yeah, and there is kind of a mustiness that I might attribute to like a leathery flavor. So maybe I give them that. All right. Cool. I would it say that, a like, like, like a, a vanilla cream, almost like, like an orange cream, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. creamsicle kind of thing. You get the bite mm-hmm. of the citrus and then like a little tiny yeah. bit of like a vanilla, but not like, not so creamy as a caramel. So I really screwed up here and I, I pissed at myself because I was going to <laughs> ask you guys, which at the end, which one you all thought was the most expensive. But anyways, moving on. So I've already given you a price point. That's going to be. We, we all said. Uh, I would tell you. I would think B was most expensive. So yeah, we all said that. Okay, we'll get to that then. Mm-hmm. I, I think our price points are low because we didn't realize how high proof your higher proofs are. Generally oh wait, no, I asked expensive. you all. I asked you all the prices already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We all said B was most expensive. That's right. Okay. Moving on to B. This is one that I don't think I would have ever grabbed off the shelf, and it is called. It is a 114 proof and it's called Old Granddad. Um, oh, I know Old Granddad. You know old 114. Gr- 114. Yes. Granddad, Old Granddad 114. That's yeah. me. So this is this is actually so as as That's I tr- B? that is B. Yes. I tried to do a lot of research on this and it is actually I know that there is it was named after Basil Hayden Sr. And I know Jim Beam has a line of Basil Hayden, but this was a tribute to that. Um, from and Basil Hayden was the guy that came out of Maryland that brought a lot of distilling knowledge to the state of Kentucky back in like 1740 or some jazz. So, anyways, um, I would normally not get this, but when I talked to the lady at Total Wine and she was kind of giving me the story behind this, this is actually a high rye bourbon. And I got this because I wanted to see if Matt was going to like it because I know Matt isn't a massive rye fan. Yeah, and it was my favorite. Wow. Uh, so I want to know what you paid for it because old granddad is typically 
typically considered like a value brand. I paid a whopping twenty-seven dollars and ninety-nine cents. <laughs> Damn, that's a good drinker. She, th- this the that's a good like, sipper. I'm writing that down to buy a bottle of that. That's awesome. So yeah. I was told, yeah, I said fifty bucks on that bottle, and uh-huh. you paid twenty-seven ninety-nine. This is the thing, almost half. You crack open that bottle of granddad, old granddad, and you stick it in your decanter, and you serve that to your guests. As, this is what's so beautiful about blind tasting, guys. It's yeah. Like, that's why you get it. That's why you get like one of those crystal the, decanters. It's not the price; it's what's put into the bottle. Yep. But, but I love this. So the story behind this guy, or whatever, you know, the lady was telling me that this is kind of like an underground, underappreciated, really good bourbon. Mm-hmm. And now is this nationally? I, I agree with that one hundred percent. Can we? Can our listeners this find is, this, this nationally? Is a, this is find this nationally. This is not a local brand. You can get that. You can get this anywhere. It's actually a sexy bottle. Well, now that you really get into it, it's a little girthy. So I kind of like, like it. it shaking my hand like that. Yeah. Stacey, give it to me. So, <laughs> Stacey wants to feel the girth. So <laughs> seriously, though, I will say this now: got everybody get a little sip here of your old granddad. A foolproof version of a classic rye tinged bourbon, unbelievably smooth. We all thought that for a spirit of 114 proof, spicy orange berry nose. I did get this. Um, with a tobacco notes. Tobacco. With tobacco I just got notes it. For sure. and a spicy yeah. sweet taste. Plenty of rye, what they say. This is a high rye. Definitely get the tobacco note. After you swallow it, it's very smooth, up creamy up front, and then you get tobacco in the back of your mouth, but not like a nasty it tobacco. Is this like, is delicious. No, it's like orange cream on the front end, and that tobacco lays on your tongue on the back end. Yes. I can drink this. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll say this. And one. I think. Go ahead, Matt. I was going to say, I think that the high rye is what led me to believe it was a much higher proof than the first bourbon as well, just because the high rye makes it a hotter taste, you know? Yeah, I and I agree with that. Um, and I will say this, Matt, like, um, so you, you've you never, Matt, have you ever smoked a cigar? Yeah, we smoked, smoked some cigar together. We did it together, we Memorial were, we Weekend. We Cubans, we were very, When everybody had mustaches. We were very inebriated. I <laughs> 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 over some Cubans. This is kind of what that reminds me Yeah, Jeremy me of. brought I, over I, the I, Cubans. That, that cigar taste laying on your tongue. Yeah. We should end. do that again sometime. <laughs> yes, With we, the old granddad. Yes, we should. Uh, before we move on, Stacey, how do you feel about, feel about the herb basil? Better or worse than sage? Basil. I'm not a huge basil fan. Oh. I, I will eat, I will have it like on a margarita pizza or, I'm not, um, you I, know, I love it in a good bruschetta and stuff like that, but I don't I'm use with basil. I'm with Stacy. I like basil in certain applications. Small. If you put mm-hmm. leaves of basil on something, I used to call them butt leaves when I didn't know what they were. I go to Panera Bread and get something that had basil on it, and I would call them butt leaves because it tastes like ass. So I Joel's like mom it. makes this beautiful caprese all the time when we come over as an fresh, appetizer. Yeah, yeah. Fresh so, basil, I you know, like that. freshly sliced mozzarella chunks and garden tomatoes, and then she'll put the basil leaves and balsamic vinaigrette over it, or balsamic vinegar. And usually Joel and I will just kind of like a tiny bit of, we'll take a lot of the basil off and just a <laughs> tiny, tiny bit. It's kind of overpowering. <laughs> just a touch. Are you yeah, judging me right some, now? some uh, Thai basil. Why did you ask? Are you judging me? No, because he mentioned the name basil. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway. Silently yeah. judging. Moving the hell. No, no, no. I like sage a lot more than I like basil, but like, you know, they all have their place. But I have had basil a lot more than I've had sage. So change my mind. Oh, 100% I will. Okay. All right, Crowder. Anyways, so um, <laughs> moving on to 
Letter C. Number C. This. Number C. This is the one you all hated. And I will say this. It was my least favorite as well. This is a Texas whiskey. Let me grab the bottle. Is it that TX stuff? No. It's Okay, good. It's Iron Root Republic. And this is the Iron Root Hairbinger. Harbin, Harbinger. I don't know. Here you Harbinger? go. Harbinger? Harbinger. Harbinger? Sure. Okay. Thank you. Uh, it is a 115 solid proof uh, on here. And here's the kicker, guys. This is... This bourbon won World's Whiskey Awards Best Bourbon of 2020. I, I don't believe it. No. No. There's I've had much the, better. I don't believe it. Unless there's false advertising, it's on the tag, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I think someone right here. off a different bottle and stuck that on that it bottle. Was it's on, removable. It's, it was on every one of them, okay? <laughs> someone and that's slipped why, it on. That's why I bought it is because I'm like, I, I want to throw this in here. You all we need to do it. that with reload bottles. We need to run into Ace Hardware and like throw these <laughs> sleeves <laughs> over no, all our bottles. We have won awards. You could put those things on reload bottles because we've actually won the awards. We are award winners we'll, in this group. We'll put best 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 seasonings on earth. Anyways, all right. <laughs> we all know that. So anyway, this is distilled um, in in Texas. It is actually distilled in Texas. That's my question. Yes, it says. So we had a Colorado, a Kentucky, and then a Texas. Well, I'm sorry. It says distilled from grain in Denson, Texas. So, we break. So, did the grain come from Texas, or was it distilled in Texas? Uh, Unclear. I'm not clear on that either. Let's let's. Wait, did did this win like an award, like best bourbon, like made in Texas or something? Like world, the freaking world, Jeremy. (laughs) The W's right there. All right. (laughs) So this one, the nose on this one, which we all got in the beginning from the nose. Maple syrup, orange marmalade, and complex red fruits. Sweet. We got that sweetness. Got that. All right. Yeah. The brown sugar caramel. All right. The taste, none of us got. And I want to go back to it and see if something pops up. Red fruits, whatever the hell that is. uh, Baking spices on a bed of dark sugars with a medium rich finish that gets you back in the glass. I did not taste that. False. Um, The grains, guys, was purple corn, bloody butcher corn, flint corn, non-GMO yellow dent corn, and rye. So, there's so no Gucci corn. No Gucci corn in this one. No so, Gucci corn. Which they, well, I don't have that Gucci taste. I mean, this is going to be my new fruit fly attractor right here. No, so. I will say, like, if you put them up against the other ones, it's very dark. What I have left, it's, yeah, it's the best color compared to the other two. Ooh, I noticed. going to buy it for that. Hey, Matt, that's racist, okay? You, you guys dropped <laughs> off three, like, clear containers in my house to uh, try these, and I immediately noticed this one was significantly darker than the other two. Now, I'll say this. Because it I, tastes like shit. When I go, no, stop yourself. Yeah. <laughs> stop judging. When I go back to the nose, I get that maple syrup out of it now. What ages are each of these? We haven't covered that. Do you have that in front Here is the thing is uh, these ages are undisclosed. So, so non-age stated. Yes. Non-age stated. I will NAS say, is the abbreviation for that. Strana hands is young. I, I will say that. I think they were talking about like four years or something like that. Hey, what was the, what was the MSRP on that? I don't think we covered MSRP that. MSRP was thirty four ninety nine. Not worth it. Okay. So... Well, we pegged it as the cheapest of the three, at least. We just had the dollar value wrong. You know what? I don't think no, y'all are giving us a chance. I think it has a old, weird aftertaste. Old granddad's cheaper, Matt. What's that? Old granddad's cheaper. Yeah, but when we 
Oh, you're right. Never mind. Disregard totally. So, I'm gonna uh, give it one more chance. Ready? Here we I, go. I don't. Yeah, I think this is smells fantastic. I think if you all maybe didn't have the other two up front, you might have appreciated this bourbon a little. Tastes more. like paper. <laughs> <laughs> it does. You could say that about any bourbon, though. Like if it's the only bourbon you're drinking, it's gonna be good because of that you're drinking bourbon. I've got it. Okay, fine. What? I've got it. What? Tell me. It is like you licked an envelope to seal it and then sipped bourbon. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. That's the feel. Joel, Joel, I think that label is actually a double V instead of a W on world. So it's actually a town called VV world. Um, and it's the best bourbon in that town. It's kind of like stuff that's made USA. USA. Hey, for real though. Yeah. For real though. I'm totally getting envelope glue. Are you not? Off of that. Seriously. Yes, try it again. One. Try it again. It's like you licked it. Try it again and think of envelope glue. We pop it because I drank all mine. <laughs> you licked an envelope and then you took a sip of bourbon. Hang on. I'm so salty. I'm right going to send it to our listeners. Hang I'm going to send a sample to everybody that wants to know. I'm, I'm going to send a sample of my foot in your ass here in a minute. <laughs> oh, hey. yeah. Stacy, you don't have to send it. Just send them an unlicked envelope. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, Here, just lick this. this and imagine. Damn it. It is envelope. It's envelope. <laughs> it is envelope glue flavor. What the frick, man? That's what it tastes like. You licked it and you got that lingering taste on your tongue. And then yes. you, you nailed it on the head. I did. You little, uh, you little hussy. The, the, the reason the judges scored this one so high because it reminded them of the envelope of cash they also got with their vote. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I just, you know, this is par for the freaking course that when the one time that I do porn on the podcast, I get a, a bourbon that tastes like a effing envelope. No, listen, um, you also um, got, envelope. no, you also got an amazing, delicious sipper at, at under $30 a bottle. This is very true. Yeah. Old granddad, that's, that's going to be a staple from now yeah. on. 114 uh, old granddad. Well, you know what they say, Joel, the candle that burns twice as bright burns half as long. You gave us one of the best and one of the worst. And not only that, like you went, you you went, thank you, Jeremy. You stepped out on a limb getting ones that we, that weren't like big names. Well, I, you know, I know we had normally done bourbon, you know, part of the course and all this stuff, but I was really intrigued by the Stranahan's um, whiskey. And even though it's, you know, not a bourbon, I think that it held up pretty nice mm-hmm. against oh, the yeah, others. Oh, yeah, for sure. Both of them were very delicious. So, all right. Well, that's it. I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm going to drink the rest of my envelope whiskey, bourbon, and uh, we're going to take let's a- Let's take a whizza. Let's take a whizza. Let's take a little break, and on the other side, we're going to jump into the Kitchen White Law is bringing you some knowledge bombs. Some on- kitchen classics. Some kitchen classics. Some things you may need. See you on the other side. All 
All right, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. We're going to jump into our topic for the evening. And tonight, we're going to talk about a, uh, a recent experience that I had. Uh, I went on my first family trip of the year. We did a little beach trip, went to the beach for a few days uh, with my wife's family. We had a condo, uh, a nice kitchen in there, so we didn't have to go out much or anything. Did all of our cooking right there in the condo. And wouldn't you know it, they had a, a block of dull knives one pan, one pot, and that was the entire kitchen. So what we're going to be talking about are the kitchen essentials. You're on the road, you're traveling around, and a lot of us are traveling now, you know, um, driving trips, going to stay places away from other people, doing most of our own cooking. We're going to talk about the essentials. What do you take with you when you're on the road? What are the things you have to have? That one bag you're going to pack so you can roll up into any kitchen, any forest, because I know um, Joel and Stacy like to uh, go to the middle of the woods and stand there for a couple of days. It's a weird thing. Um, but what do you take with you? Yeah. So uh, let me open this up to you guys. Like, what are some essentials? Let's bounce this around. Roadie I tools. just want to say real quick, this is especially pertinent to me because I'm actually leaving. Uh, I don't want to date the podcast, but leaving in a few days to head to the beach. And we're planning to cook every meal at our hotel room, which has just a tiny kitchenette in it. So yeah. I'm going to be taking notes furiously and figuring out. I want to learn from your mistakes, Jeremy. And, and same for me as well, um, kind of a last-minute trip. Uh, actually, Joel and I were supposed to go to Mexico for our 10-year wedding anniversary this month, and due to all the restrictions with COVID, we realized the amount of money that we were dropping on this vacation. A lot of the things that we wanted, like the amenities that we wanted to go there for, yeah. were being cut short or restricted and stuff like that. So we decided, all right, we're going to do it at a different time. So that opened me up to be able to go on a vacation that my extended family was going on. So I'm actually leaving in two days as well. And because of the threat of COVID-19, we are going to be doing, we're either going to be doing all of our cooking in the beach house or we'll be getting takeout and bringing it back. So mm-hmm. this is super, super pertinent for me. I've got a pen, I've got a paper, I'm ready to go. So go ahead, Jeremy. I was going to say, like, there are a few things I can say off the top of my head that I wish I wish I had with me. Um, We had almost nothing. um, But the first few things I would say is um, a good knife, at least one knife, a chef's knife, whatever you're comfortable with. If you have a whole roll you want to take with you. um, But, you know, obviously you're not going to pack your entire car full of just cooking stuff. You got to take like some clothes with you and stuff when you're going wherever you're going. (laughs) Mostly Um, cooking stuff. I mean, mostly cooking. But yeah, I would say a knife and then a cutting board to go along with that. I know you guys love to use those bendy ones. You can fit those things in anywhere, but a night, just a cutting board to cut stuff on. Cause, uh, the place we were staying at, they didn't have any cutting boards. That's we're crazy. cutting on paper plates and stuff. Like that's, wild. that's not something that a rental might not have. Um, and then of course your instant read thermometer that's on everybody's list for everything. Whenever you're doing cooking stuff. Yeah. But if you're going to, um, if you're going to get one, we like to use thermoworks. Yeah, Thermaworks, Thermapen, which we had one there, actually. My wife's grandfather, uh, we got him one for Christmas last year, so he had brought that. So I, so I had a Thermapen to use, uh, which came super in handy. And then um, um, the other thing I would say is a good cast iron pan, because wherever you're going, they're probably not going to have yeah. pots and pans. Yeah, A cast iron skillet, a nice 12-inch skillet, uh, you can bake in that. You can cook on the stove on that. You can sear stuff with that. I mean, that that is so versatile. You yes. could cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner in that one pan. Um, and then I would say a good pair of long tongs. Uh, <laughs> long tongs! And, and, like, that might sound funny, but we're at the beach. We, <laughs> 
Sorry. We go to use a grill downstairs and I'm looking for tongs and all they have are like the 12 inch plastic tip ones. And I'm trying to like cook asparagus on this little charcoal grill with like tongs that are literally melting in front of me. Nice <laughs> like, <tongs. laughs> yes. Um, so I would say long tongs. Those are like the bare essentials that I could think of. Um, those few things there. Um, if there's anything you guys could add, add to that list. Well, I'll, I will, I want to throw in there, you know, shameless mm-hmm. plug, you know, because we do have the reload rub giveaway going on. And I think something would be great for that, which our third main prize our third grand prize is a de facto mobility knife set. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah, what's yeah. cool with that is like, it's, it's, it's own, rugged. It's in its own carrying bag. They're, they're great quality knives, mm-hmm. but I think something like that. I'm with you, Jeremy. I hate going to it, going on vacation. Like we went one, uh, it was last year for our anniversary. We, we went, um, and spent some time with some family and we went to, we toured um, the Jack Daniels Distillery. We stayed at this big cabin. That cabin had shit for cooking. I took yep. I took the 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 Pro sixty up there. We so, literally cooked on that for everything because like the uh, yeah. stove would be so slow to I took, heat up. Mm-hmm. It was the Camp Chef Pro sixty because the appliances were crap, and I also took the Camp Chef um, twenty portable pellet grill. Yep. And we we smoked some ribs and things like that, but I didn't bring any knives. So all of yeah. our all of our they're always and, dull. All of our mise en place was horrible. Trying to get everything prepped up. I mean, when you're trying to cut through like a green pepper, like that tough skin, or like a, a homegrown mm-hmm. tomato, and you're sawing and sawing, and it won't even cut through the skin. Like that's it's almost it's pretty much dangerous. It is, but I will say this: if you're going on vacation, and I'm sure Jeremy, I know you do this. I know Matt, you're probably doing this as well. Planning your meals ahead of time, knowing I'm going to cook these certain meals while I'm down there helps you prepare for the equipment you're going to need to do so. So I've Mm -hmm. got things to add on my list. Hit me. So some things that I believe you should bring as well. um, For one, a can opener. I've noticed a lot of places will not have a can opener. Or they have have a really cheap ass one. And you can't get it to cut. Yeah, you can't get to do shit. How many um, cans are you opening? I don't know. Just a can opener. You know, one time when I was okay. when I was backcountry hiking, I opened up a can of beans with uh, mm-hmm. just my knife. Um, I thought you were going to say you opened up a can of whoop ass and got some <laughs> wild beans. We always open those cans up. <laughs> I, guess, I guess not. Um, that that would have been a better story. A <laughs> bottle opener. Always find ourselves without a bottle opener, which bottle boom. openers. I've got my breacher next to me all the time. And for the vino, so, um, cork cork opener, cork yeah. screw. You, you cork. jumped ahead on me. We were at the beach and um, I was drinking Topos and there were no bottle openers, but I just do like the little trick with a knife and pop it open. Yeah. You should have brought your reload bottle breacher. Well, I don't, I don't think I could have brought that. So Why not? It's, it's six inches, Jeremy. Because we were flying on an airplane and uh, it looks oh, like a bullet. That's true. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> this is for road trips. Um, definitely, oh, you know, okay. if you're a wine drinker, We've been several different places where, and, and I'm not a wine drinker anymore. I used to be, but um, there's been several places where I've gone on vacation with girls or people in the family yep. and no freaking uh, wine opener. Yep. No corkscrew openers. Got to go buy one. So we've had to get pretty creative with that. Um, and also oven mitts. Oven mitts. Good call. Yep. You're I, there I, trying I, to, I always use a towel. Yeah. You're trying to fumble with your, with your little towels, but like. They're not going to have a bunch of dish towel, towels Jeremy. there because it's like a stupid. hotel room or a condo or a beach house or an Airbnb. Yeah. You know, what are you going to use? Like your, 
Elmo beach towels and so I got one. I'm going to say a solid spatula. Every time I go and they're like, yeah, there's a grill on site. You've got whatever. like a wooden spoon yeah, and you're shitty, trying to. Yeah, it's a shitty grill and it's it, and it's, yeah. the, it's the biggest piece of shit spatula I've ever seen in my life. Um, a good spatula, I think, um, would go a long way. So have you guys ever used what's called a fish spatula before? Yes, those are my favorite. I would say like next to a knife, that's probably maybe even ahead of long tongs. That's no. the one piece of like kitchen utensil that I've got to have. And so that'll for sure be going, especially because we're going to the beach. I'm going to want to try to pick up some fe- uh, fresh seafood from a fresh seafood market or something like that. Fish spatula, absolute necessity. And the nice thing I about like that, that, that we these. need one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Jeremy. Oh, the nice thing about like that de facto knife bag is that there's a couple open slots in there. So you can actually stick like your, uh, your long tongs and then your spatula inside the knife bag with the knives. That's, that's usually what I do along with like my thermopen and like other little small stuff that I take a little travel case. What I like Mm -hmm. about it is it lays really, really flat. You know, it's first of all, it's black. So it looks really Mm -hmm. rugged and cool and it's, it's got the zipper. So it's enclosed. So you're not getting dirt. Your, your tools aren't getting dirty. Second of all, it's got a little little handle and it lays flat. So you can just, I'm just going to toss it in the back of the SUV and I'm, t- I'm tempted to take it, but I know that you're going to be left at home without it. Honey, I have plenty of knives in my arsenal. He does. You're, more than, you're more than welcome to take it. I know, but it's so, giveaway time and you might want to cook with them. And- I might. So you can't have it. Take the camp chef once. I'm taking anyway. it Stacey, what are you planning to take to cook on as far as actual grill? Because I bought the PK specifically for this trip so that I have a portable cooker to take with me. So interesting you ask. We were actually getting it all ready um, before we decided to record. I am bringing um, the Camp Chef P uh, Pro 60. Pro 60. Um, mm-hmm. And for all the things that we're going to cook um, for my family, I'm bringing two. So what it is, is it's like, how many single burners is that? Just two. two burners. There's two single burners on it. And it collapses into this really flat carrying case, but I'm bringing two flat top attachments to it. Now I could cook with one flat top and then I could bring the, um, sear box or Or, uh, the grill box. I mean, or I could bring the pizza oven or whatever, but I think for all of the things that we're going to do, um, I'm, I could cook every like smash burgers, steaks, whatever, or breakfasts. I can cook all on the flat top. What you guys need to bring is a seafood pot in case you guys decide to go down there and and have a big old seafood broil. I would like to do that. It's a 30, it's a 30,000 BTU burner, single burner, two burners, each own 30,000 BTUs of badass power. But it's perfect because it's just going to slide right into my car. Flat. I could put our luggages, coolers, whatever on top of it. And, um, you know, there's quite a bit of us going. And my it's my family from New York, are, we're all meeting in, in Maryland. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to be the home cooking huntress. Get, get some of them Maryland blue crabs. I, I would like to, yeah. So anyways, let me throw this at you. Have any of you all thought ever thought of bringing your own blender? No, that'd be a huge waste of space. Well, maybe somebody <laughs> likes a, a solid pina colada, Jeremy. And the I one use there. a blender like once every month. Maybe. You don't like pina coladas, Jeremy. Do no, you? I don't usually make pina coladas. No, I'll tell you something that I'm also bringing. <laughs> look, look here, if I'm at the beach, I'm going to go down to the tiki bar and have them make me a pina colada. Well, we are like, in the middle of COVID, so maybe they might not be open. Well, the, 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 they were open. We just had to wear masks and take them back to our room. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing that I'm bringing, obviously, 
is reload ribbon seasoning because who wants to be cooking food and you don't have your whole entire spice cabinet with you, but hey, you've got some badass seasoning blends with you. That's what's up. I'm bringing tanks so, though. So at the beach, I was going to say, um, my mother-in-law was there and um, she's a huge fan of reload. So she brought some and uh, her bottle of Magnum, we use it all the very first day. So I had to go out and buy stuff from the store. <laughs> oh no, you should have hollered. <laughs> I could have mailed some. Uh, <laughs> hey, I got to use my thing. Holy moly. Oh man. So I, I would recommend. Doesn't one of your like best friends, like don't your best friends like own a seasoning company? That yeah, you could have said, would, hey. You would think when I was like dropping hints that I was going to the beach that they would have offered something, but yeah. Um, so <laughs> I would say get rid of the can right opener now. and the bottle opener and just tank a reload tank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, bringing, I'm bringing tanks so that I don't have to worry about being chintzy on my seasonings. All right, any other gadgets? Let's go, let's roll. I'll tell you what else I got for the trip. Oh, tell me some more. Um, I placed a big order of um, Haltman Family Meats burger yep. patties. So we're going to be cooking burgers. So a lot of the family, they're not super adventurous eaters. So I got plain um, of the Angus Chuck burgers. Yeah. But then I also got two pounds of the bacon cheddar burgers. I'm sorry, two pounds of the perfect pepper burgers. That's my one of my favorites. And then I got a pound of the bacon cheddar burgers. So we're going to kind of give. Pop your peas. Um. We're going to give people I'm making my options. life hell later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Matt, I know you placed a Halteman order for your trip as well, right? Yeah, we did uh, some of the Chuck burgers. And then we also did some skirt steak uh, just because that goes so fast. It's perfect for the beach. And then uh, we did Mark. some of the prime New York strips, which are not something that I've tried from Halteman before. But we did the twelve ounces, so they should be really good for a good reverse sear. So say, start it indirect, finish it off on the grill grates. We have not had any of their New York strips, but my parents are frequent buyers of those, and that's some of their favorites from them. Well, I tell you, man, like if if you are going down to the beach and you plan on cooking, uh, when you anytime you go to a tourist area you are going to have inflated prices on food. You go to the seafood shop, you go to the butcher shop, you're going to get those inflated prices. So if you can Garbage. get and you can get the high quality meat like you guys have gotten from Haltemans and bring it down there, it's just going to make your experience that much better. Especially when you use yep. code reload. Especially when you use code reload. That gives you 20% off. Like That's huge. That's why we order there all the time. What was that seafood place that you ordered from? We ordered from, um, so my parents just celebrated their 45th yeah. wedding anniversary. I don't know. They're your parents. Um, and we ordered from <laughs> lobsteranywhere.com. So I see a lot of the social media barbecuers cooking from uh, foods from Lobster Anywhere. Um, I ordered my parents some big scallops and some of the large jumbo lobster tails. They um, complimentary sent them as well some new england clam chowder and this is all freshly caught lobster from uh, maine they, and they said the best scallops just, and lobster tails they've ever ate yeah just like wow. just like haltman it's they, they butcher it they ship it this is they catch it they ship it off yeah because they didn't even have the scallops on the website i messaged him and said hey my parents are celebrating 45th their 45th wedding anniversary. And I really want to get them some scallops. He said, we're getting some on Thursday. I'll ship it on Saturday and or something like that. Or, I mean, it was like literally plucked it from the ocean and shipped it. The prices <laughs> are a little bit, those prices are a little 
pricey, obviously, but you pay for what you well, get. Well, I know, but you're not, it's not like you're going down to the local grocery store and buying seafood. You go down there to the beach and you try to buy that same quality seafood, you're going to pay a double. No, and it's shipped right to your door, and it was amazing. Like, it showed up to them. It was a total surprise. They had a feast at their house since, you know, with, with the pandemic going on, they they weren't comfortable going out to a nice fancy restaurant, and they cooked it at home, and they loved it. I'm, we should try some of that ourselves. We should. I'm sorry, guys. I'm loving this Stranahan. <laughs> Good, because it's all yours. Something, so I've been wanting to find a good supplier for red snapper. I know the season's relatively short. It's one of my favorite fishes, and I haven't found anywhere that can supply it, either fresh or flash frozen, preferably, you know, shipped to me. So if anybody listening to this knows where I can get some good red snapper, hit me up and let me know. How do you like to cook it? Grilled, fried, broiled, just about any way I can take it. All Mm -hmm. the ways. Yep. Yeah. Good deal. All right. Should we take a, take a break? Yes, no? Yeah, let's do it. Let's take a break. And on the other side, we're going to be diving straight in to Jeremy's rapid fire questions and yours truly's reload recommends. We'll see you guys after the break. Alright guys, welcome back from that break. We're going to jump right into your favorite segment. Rapid fire question. Alright guys, we're going to do... I forget what order we did last time. Let's do Joel, Stacy, Matt. Oh man, I'm I don't nev- know if Joel's I'm, ever gone first. I've never been first! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Uh, you just first. sat in the right position tonight. This this freaking podcast is the fir- first porn on the podcast and first... What the hell this segment is? Keep going. You guys, and, and, and you get a nickname. You got a nickname. I know. Oh, we got to talk about that after this. Go on. All right, the deuce. Um, you can even go first in the next segment if you want to. Also, all right. First question. <laughs> Bigfoot, who is known to live in the Pacific Northwest, where do you think he goes on vacation to? Joel. <laughs> He's in the Pacific Northwest. He, he's got the ocean. You know, it's nice and foresty there. Like, where does he go? He is going to Phoenix, Arizona. Nice, the desert. He's going somewhere dry, and that is a, uh, I don't know, hot place. <laughs> yeah, if he goes there, he can hang out with our uh, with our guy Brad, Chili's and Smoke. Uh, there you go. Stacy. Um, I think I've seen him a time or two. Um, he frequents Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, you know, ride the Does. roller coasters at Dollywood. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, no, you guys are uh, all wrong. He goes to Disney World like everybody else. With all the weirdos there, he could probably fit right in. Yeah. There you go. All right, guys. Let's jump to the next one. If you're going on vacation, you can only bring one bottle of bourbon. What is that bourbon? Mm. What a great Joel. question. Bro, what a Chacho, great question. Man, this. Mm, I'm tasting some bourbon right now. Oh, that gum, Jeremy. It's like asking me my favorite kid. No, uh, now, you got to think about this. You're going to be with other people. 
uh-huh. they're probably going to want a little sip too. So it can't be anything too crazy. Uh-huh. You know, something that's very group friendly. Like w- what is that, that bourbon, that one bottle? You know what, man? I'm just going to throw it out there. The one bottle. Ah, I'm, I'm torn between two. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say butchers. I'm going to steal it. I know somebody else is going to go in for it, but that's a low proof bourbon. It's very tasty, very approachable. And it's got just uh, a ton of levels to it, man. And I think a lot of people would relate for it. I like it. Butchers. Many levels. Many, many levels. levels. Stacy. I'm choosing Makers 46. Nice. Old Faithful. That's a good one. It's a really good one. That is Matt. a good one. Now, now, now tell me why, Stacy. Makers 46? Oh, wait, it was rapid fire. Go ahead. Sorry. Hey, let Stacy choose her own rabbit holes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, sir. <laughs> Thank you, Elmer Fudd. Tonight. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Matt. Man, if it was just one bottle that would be a crowd pleaser, it'd probably be 1792 Sweet Wheat. Oh, good one. Chinese mm-hmm. whiskey. Very nice. No, that's 1792. That is a. It starts with the B. What's, some... that's a, what, what's the distiller? It starts with the B. Bourbon. No. Bourbon. Oh, 1792, not Chattanooga. Bards? Is it Bards? Bar- I know this one, man. Barton brand. Barton, I have not either. Thank you, Barton. That's what I was I've never for. tasted that one. We All right, have, guys, moving we'll on to the next question. That. Moving on. Who is your celebrity crush? Joel. Kelly freaking Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson? Really? All day, man. Love her face. All of it. All right. Big and, big and small. I like her both ways. I like me some <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Stacy. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah, I'd hit that. That's a good one. I've got a few. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd hit that. He's, he's on my top five, too. Yeah. Uh, Matt. I'm going to catch so much heat for this. It's. You guys know Kate Upton? Uh, yes. Kate Upton all day long. <laughs> oh, there you go. Hey, I don't, I don't mind that one. It's kind of like the girl next door kind of a thing, you know? Okay. I uh, I chose this question because I saw a picture of of mine today. It's it's a little out there, um, but this is I just I had to preface it when she's in her prime. This is mine, and it's uh, Audrey Hepburn. What? Who is that? He's like, such an old soul. First, first of all, I got, so bougie. First of all, I she's like a go- hundred years old now. You know, like like <laughs> breakfast at Tiffany's. No, I have to go back, Matt. I, Kate she's Upton very is beautiful. not who I thought she was. <laughs> this uh-huh. chick is a bombshell. Good God! <laughs> Don't look, honey. <laughs> Which picture came up? Let me see. A ton like of- a Victoria's Secret model. Oh, picture. I, oh, I don't know this one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, hey guys, I'm over here. So she's married she's to ugly, Justin honey. Verlander, who is a, a MLB pitcher, which just makes me like her even better because I'm a huge baseball fan. She, she's ugly as shit. Uh-huh. Right, right, honey? That's what I thought. U- ugly. She's mm-hmm. So is Ryan, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's oh, Jeremy. No, Ryan's what a can worms. No, what was Jeremy? Right, Hang on. I'm sorry, Jeremy. What was yours again? Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> Frank, are you serious? <laughs> he's Hang an old on. soul. She's dead. It doesn't count. No, 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 like He's in her dead. prime. Obviously, none of us are ever going to be with any of these people. Yeah, like, obviously not. <laughs> mine is just as ridiculous as all of, y'all, all of y'all's. <laughs> yeah. Kelly Clarkson's way hotter. Well, all right, guys, next question. <laughs> Sorry. That was a great question. That was the best. What is your favorite brunch dish? Ooh. Joel. 
My favorite brunch dish would be son of a biscuit. It could involve a biscuit. I'm going to say country fried steak and eggs. Okay. Stacy. I'm not ready yet. What was the side eye for, Jeremy? You don't approve? I don't like um, (coughs) fried steak. Bless you. You don't like what? Oh, man. Like... A steak beaten the shit with a tenderizer and then breaded and fried uh, does nothing for me. Dude, that's why you get the freaking rough cuts. That's why you get them freaking sirloins and them, you know, them roast cuts. A sirloin man. is not a rough cut. That's well, a good cut. They, they generally top use sirloin like some, and some, bottom sirloin are the tough cut. They consider a tough cut. You consider a tri-tip a tough cut. You consider a pecana a tough cut. I'm just saying. If it's from the, the, if, th- those if, are sirloin. If it's from the ass end, they can sit by t- technica- technically. It's a rough cut. T- tough. No, I no, no. Take a wait, your tur- wait your turn, Slick. We're going down a rabbit hole here. Let's go. Uh, I'm just messing. Go ahead, Slick. Do mimosas count? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, all right, that's Stacy's. That's a beautiful Matt, Probably Eggs Benedict. Love a good hollandaise. Oh, that's a good one. You know, I'm very nice. I've never been a big yep. fan. Anyways. Mm. Random apocalypse scenario happens. Oh, let's go. What? What is your go-to ammunition ammunition caliber? What is the one you want? Oh. Me so. first, I'm first. AK-47, that's a 7.62, baby. I'm going to grab that sucker. I'm going to throw my 30-round mag into my AK-47. I'm ready to rock and roll. Now, this is an apocalypse scenario. You might not be able to find any more of that am- ammunition. You have to take all factors into consideration. That's the one you want to go for. Okay, so if you're throwing that down, I'm going to be I'll be going to be grabbing my nine millimeter, and then I'll be also be accompanying that with my bow, bow for hunting, nine millimeter protection. Gotcha, Stacy. Four ten shotgun shells to use in my Taurus Judge. Okay, that's that's a little bit rarer, so it'll be hard <laughs> to find. Yeah. Oh no, we got it, baby. That's true. Matt, that's a good call. I didn't even consider the shotgun shells i think there's something to be said for a pump shotgun in an apocalypse scenario but uh probably have to go with joel and say nine millimeter that's what all the police are using tons and tons of that ammo so many of them listen yep apocalypse scenario you've got to have a little bit of range honey i appreciate the 410 reference but you're talking you know 10 yards max listen that's what i'm comfortable shooting range I need you to be able I to, am five foot three. I need you to be able to spray and pray at a far distance to protect our children. Okay, well listen, I've well, got tiny I'm, arms. I'm five foot three. Holding a giant AK forty seven or an AR fifteen is very unrealistic for me when I can grab the judge and shoot some nice I will say at seven yards, a judge misted a watermelon for me. Fantastic. That's what I'm going for. I got you, baby. To snipe him down. That's right. Well, I'd say Stacy's point of view is probably more of like you're out there doing those dirty deeds with the big guns. She's just protecting the kids. Yeah, I got you. Close. And that's where like a four ten is close quarter combat. Larger rifles or larger shotguns, stuff like that, just is unrealistic for me. It's just not going to work for me. I need something light. I need something that is going to feel comfortable in the hand that I just point and shoot. That's it. Gotcha. All right, hit me. All right, guys. Next one. Wrong answers only. <laughs> how do you eat? How do you eat an apple, Joel? <laughs> I know this reference. <laughs> how do I? How do I eat an apple? You want to know how I eat an apple? Let's hear it. I don't fucking know. 
<laughs> You're so excited to go first. So excited. I was really hoping something was spark, you know, whatever. You know what I thought with my butt cheeks? I sucked that sucker right in and I spit it out the top. I that? think they had a South Park episode like that. All right, Stacy. Vanilla paste! Vanilla paste! I spency I spency Kirky. You spency Kirky it? I Spencer Kirksey it and I eat the whole damn apple. Do you really do that? That's my question. I do not. Oh, wrong no answers only. Oh, savage. shoot. I didn't even think about wrong answers. I forgot you said wrong answers only. Yes, wrong answers only. I do not Matt, eat the whole thing. your turn. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let me tell you how I would eat an apple. <laughs> okay, tell so, me, Jeremy. I would go to the apple tree, the orchard. I would leave it hanging in the tree, strung up. I would get out my... Um, my butchering set of knives Ooh. sharpen them up and i would skin the apple while it's still in the tree and then i would quarter the apple around the edges and then, and then i would dry age it in my freezer for at least 21 days before cooking it up probably reverse sear style Ooh, and then i, I kind of want to do that <laughs> and then, and then, and then. <laughs> it's just a play on hunting and all right then guys i just took a sip of 114 old granddad and gosh it's good mm. all right guys brave favorite way to cook an egg not benedict because matt already said that earlier so a favorite way to cook an egg joel over easy cool hands down that's how i like it do you want to go on any more detail on that or just over easy no i like it over easy i like to uh, sprinkle it well if you want to go basic salt and pepper but i generally tend to lean towards some fully loaded over the top of it and then i will take uh and then I'll to- <laughs> make some toast, butter that jazz up, and I sop all that, that yummy yolk up with good the toast. Good answer. Mm. All right. I'm watering already. <laughs> Slick letter? No question. Favorite way to eat eggs is poached. And then I usually top nice. them with some fully loaded. Very she's, good. She's got a good poached hack as well. I have one also. I'll go into it at the end. Matt? Probably fry it over medium with some hot sauce. Oh, that's yeah. good. What hot sauce? Yeah. It just depends on what I'm feeling. Usually Hoff sauce. Hoff sauce, just standard Hoff is my standard go-to. That's a good one. Yep, very nice. I've been doing the uh, the froached eggs what the hell? where you, you poach them and then you fry them. So I do my sous vide poached eggs and then you drop them into um, – I, I save all my rendered bacon grease. And so uh, bacon grease in the pan – and then you fry them hard, very high heat, a, a quick fry on each side. So you have a perfectly poached egg with a nice crispy exterior um, cooked up in that bacon fat. That sounds amazing. How long do you fry that? That sounds good. Like 15 to 20 seconds a side. That's money. Like like just enough to get it crispy. And then like like I use two spoons so you don't break it in just a flip and then take it out. Oh, done. That sounds like a poached, toast. a poached egg that I like to eat. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. If water is a snowman's blood, is steam a snowman's fart? (laughs) (laughs) What the the heck? (laughs) Joel? That is a hard fact, sir. Yeah. Hard facts. That's facts. Science. Stacey? Yeah, the heat. The the heat he's pushing out from there. Yeah, definitely steam. That's his fart. Gotcha. Gotcha. Little mud butt. It burned like lava on the way out. Absolutely it is. There you go. All right, guys, that is going to round out rapid fire questions and bring us to our final question of the evening. What? What okay. do you? Okay, what I'm do just you waiting. I'm just waiting. She was getting, she was you getting made it sound me, like you were ending it. 
Salty stays. I, I am. Let me go through my mantra. Good grief. <laughs> wow, way to ruin it. All right. Boring question. Are we going to have the greatest music of all time? Uh, Is that what you want, Stacy? Is I that did. what you want? I want to hear it. Play it again. All right. Are Reload Rubs the greatest seasonings of all times? Let me hear your unprepared answers because we do this every week and you guys never have prepared answers except for Joel. That damn Joel. I'm about to say, my man. I'm always trying to bring it home for you. Is Old Granddad the best cheap bourbon on the market? Yes, sir. I will say that postcard bourbon is not the best. So <laughs> I agree with you, hey, Stacy. Amen. Does Dolly Parton sleep on her back? <laughs> that was uh, good. Look at you. <laughs> that was solid. That was- Matt. <laughs> I'm just going to say yes, of course, like every week. There you go. Uh, like every week, consistency is best. And with yeah. that, I'm going to throw it over to my man, Joel, for Reload Recommends, where he can then choose himself to be the first to go tonight. <laughs> That's right, guys. We are rolling into the last segment of the podcast. It is Reload Recommends, where we recommend things that we think are badass that we want you to know about. As I'm going to go against Jeremy's wishes here, I'm going to be last because I'm not really sure what I'm going to recommend this week. So we're going to go, because he said it, Jeremy first, Stacey second, Matt third, and yours truly last for the best segment on the podcast. Reload recommendations, recommendations for reload, baby. I almost forgot to do my intro. <laughs> it sounded kind of rushed. It was a little bit. Sorry, man. We, we need to say porn on the podcast for last. No. <laughs> well, that's all we do at first. I guess so. So, all right, guys, let's get let's roll into this jazz or reload recommends. Jeremy, let me have your recommendation, buddy. All right, guys, I have another coffee gadget to recommend. Uh, you guys were really interested in the V60 last time, and this time it is the AeroPress. It is a um, immersion um, pressurized coffee brewing contraption. Uh, they're very affordable. The entire kit with filters and stuff is about 30 bucks on Amazon. And um, people are known to take these on airplanes and brew coffee on airplanes with them and all sort of crazy stuff. Uh, they have a um, an AeroPress World Championship every year, uh, a huge cult following, and they are, they're a really cool coffee brewing gadget. So tell me more about the press, though. Like, what is? Um, so, on one end you have a screw-on filter. It's it, it, it's a chamber. One end you have a screw-on filter. You put a paper filter in, and then you actually have like a plunger you put in, and it works on pressure. You set it on top of your coffee cup. You put your coffee grounds in. Pour over your hot water. Give it a stir. Wait a minute. Put your plunger in, and then you use pressure to slowly push the coffee all the way through. And then once your coffee is pushed through the filter, you take off that filter off the front, pop out your grinds, rinse it off. Good so we're, to go. ta- we're talking single serving coffee press. Yes. Um, technically, you can make a stronger batch by putting in uh, more coffee grounds, but it only takes a, uh, about 200 milliliters of water. So uh, what I've been doing, I like a little bit of a bigger cup. So I use a little bit more coffee grounds and then I add some hot water to the end, kind of like an Americano. I got you. Yeah, so, 200 milliliters isn't very big I, cup. I like that. Yeah. So, so like, if you guys wanted to make two cups, you could double the amount of coffee. They, they recommend, like, 14, 15 grams of coffee. I've been using more than that. Uh, but you could put in, like, 30 grams of coffee, um, do that, press it through, and then split it up, and then add water to the end of it. And you would have, like, a regular strength-brewed coffee. Interesting. Yep. 
So I actually have an AeroPress at my desk at work just because it's so convenient to use. Jeremy, have you had a chance to try the inverted method on AeroPress yet? Um, I've inverted it more than I've done regular. I think my first five brews were inverted because I did a ton of research. And yep. um, I found the control that you have over the inversion brew is uh, is much better than Way the, uh, better. the standard. Um, it just makes for an easier brew, in, in my opinion. Ooh, yep. Oh, okay, sounds amazing. Stacy, what is your recommendation? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, disclaimer, my recommendation this week is a song. It's going on our Reload Recommends uh, Spotify playlist was brought to our attention from some of our followers that our playlist was actually on private. So if you guys I have, fixed it, I fixed it. It's currently fixed. Matt fixed it. So if you guys want, go over to Spotify and look up Reload Recommends. It's our playlist on there. It's our perfect chillbilly playlist for when you're grilling, cracking open those beers. And I am adding a song to that this week. And piggybacking off of Matt's recommendation last week when he recommended a song from Barnes Courtney, my favorite song by him is called 99. That is my recommendation. Solid, I solid recommendation. Love this song. Puts me in a great mood. So uh, go follow the playlist. Check it out. Listen to it while you're grilling it up. I have actually not heard this song about Barnes so, so good. Like, I'm excited. Oh, it, it is good. That was actually the first one I ever heard from him, and then it just sent me down the rabbit hole. Yeah, so, well, yeah. Fire I had never pick. heard of when you recommended that one. I loved it. I've been listening to it all week. Awesome. So, also I have a song this week. Uh, this week I have Canadian rock band called Royal Tusk. So before you guys hopped on the Skype call this afternoon, uh, I was w- working on writing this out, and Jeremy hopped on and scared the crap out of me. But uh, I had it play in while I was working on uh, my, my synopsis, and he, he mentioned that sounds just like the, the stuff that we listened to when we were growing up. So like Simple Plan, Yellow Card, stuff like that. I don't yes. know if you guys are familiar with those. Uh-huh. But it's like good summer like pop rock type music. So from 2017's album called Deal Breaker, this is a song called Curse the Weather. So goes right along with the theme. Uh, be sure to go check out the playlist and and both of these songs, both from uh, from Stacy and myself, will be on there after tonight. That song makes me want to walk really strong, like power <laughs> walk. <laughs> Does it make you want to walk hard? Yeah. <laughs> walk hard and run hard? down hard, hard the long windy road. All right. Little Dewey Cox right there, y'all. Joel, what's your recommendation? My recommendation, guys, because I literally did not think of anything, is... uh, You're cheaping it. Well, you know what? You're right. I shouldn't cheapen it. But I want everyone right now, my recommendation is for y'all asses to go check out ReloadRub.com and look at the new barbecue athlete tees. We'll get the t-shirts and the tank tops, y'all. So if you want to show off those meat muscles and get a hard flex on, check out the barbecue uh, tank tops we got. And we've got some sweet super cooler retro style 
Um, can insulators. Can insulators. So that's a what's like a really like sciency name for that. I don't that's like what it that. Is. It's a freaking koozie that's made of thick foam. Okay. It's Check. comfortable in the hand. It is. It's, it's girthy. It's comfortable. You'll like it. Check girthy. it out. All right, so that's it, guys. That's it for Reload Recommendations. I uh, hope you all enjoyed everything that everyone laid out there. And go, seriously, go, go follow Reload Recommends on Spotify. It's an excellent, excellent playlist. I listen to it that, multiple times a week. Yeah, that Matt and the crew has put together. So, guys, no, I want to hang on. Before we sign off, Jim, what the hell is the deuce about? What is the deuce about? Uh- that's uh so um a deuce is like just as cool as two aces. <laughs> what the frick? <laughs> you like to take a deuce a lot. So I do, I do like to take a deuce I, a lot. I started watching, podcasts. I started watching a new show. It's called Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, uh, there's a bunch of seasons of it on Hulu, and I kept seeing like ads for this show and like clips different places, and I've they always cracked me up. So I was like, I got to give this a shot. Um, Andy Sandberg is in the league who, or is in the lead who if you watch any SNL stuff. Like he's absolutely hilarious. Like I love his stuff. Hilarious dude. So I was like, I got to try this out. Uh, Terry Crews is also in it. Love um, him. I love Terry tons Cruz. of celebrity guests. Um, in the first season, Adam Sandler was like a guest on the show. He just randomly pops up and like <laughs> is doing Adam Sandler stuff. Like, I mean, the show is incredible. And so, one of his and so they're they are uh they're police officers in uh the brooklyn 99 precinct it is kind of the premise of the show and you know they're screwing around a bunch and so his partner wanted to be nicknamed the deuce and he didn't understand what a deuce was and so he's like it's like an ace but twice as cool <laughs> he's like no, no i love i knew it i knew that the nickname for the guy on the show is just gonna be some big dumbass that you call the deuce <laughs> Oh, so like the same character um, was sending out save the dates for his wedding. And so he he was sending everybody STDs and it's like STD across the wedding invitation. And he's like, here's my STD. I've been giving STDs to hundreds of people today. <laughs> save the day. Great. All right, guys. It's a really great show. Uh, super short, like 20-ish minutes, you know, half hour show. Um, so if you're looking for something fun to watch, throw on in the background. That's what I've been doing with it. It's It's really good. Wow. Okay. That's the end of the damn show. I'm going to get off here. The deuce is going to sign off. Apparently. Thank you, Jeremy, for the new nickname that I do not. You got to go drops. (laughs) I do not accept the deuce, but (laughs) thank you all for listening. We appreciate you guys. This podcast would be nothing without you. I want you all to remember this. Do it right now. Go subscribe, subscribe to this podcast so you can have it anytime and anywhere. We love you guys. We thank you for listening to the show and we'll see you on the next one. Next Tuesday. I get the last word. Next Tuesday. (laughs) Next Tuesday. (laughs) Bye guys. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends. Perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. Every time you say see you next Tuesday. <laughs> see you, T-U-N-T. T-U-N-T. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's... Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag see you next Tuesday. Oh. We need those shirts. Oh, that's great. Oh. We should do that. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> We're, we are We are banking lots of funny apparel at some point. Why do I always feel the need
To add on to, to my add yeah. on to anybody <laughs> we'll to, to anybody break. <laughs> I like, I, I, so Hollywood. It it's is. So Hollywood. <laughs> it's a freaking like diva thing. I have to be the last. I'm ready one. to get on Pern on the podcast. I'm ready to ready rumble. For some bourbon, and this is just the limpest. I need a nice, solid, stiff, firm stand. Stationary. <laughs> I don't want it to go nowhere. <laughs> I don't want it to go nowhere. Can't have a flaccid mic stand. I don't like a flaccid mic stand. I want it right in my face, firm and standing tall. At salute, full attention. I want full salute Anything, in my face. I mean, <laughs> about, never mind. Okay. Yeah, we're going to get back in this. It keeps thing. slipping away from my mouth and I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> Flotus, First Lady of the United States. Yeah. What's that face about, I'm Joel? Gonna, I'm going to throw the mic back to Joel. This pointless conversation on chips. <laughs> when I'm trying to get through my first <laughs> point on the podcast, I was nervous, and now you're screwed it up. Look, look here, the juice. Um, we're trying to work through these things here. Um, <laughs> we got to talk about that on the other side, okay? I want to talk. All my new nicknames that Jeremy's given me because of me crying on the Joel last went episode from about no, it. Joel went from no nicknames to like three in the last 48 hours. Wait, hold on. Cheeky just gave him one too. Um, he didn't he can, comment on a post? He could kiss oh, my ass. Elmer Fudd. Oh, Elmer Fudd. He could kiss so my many rabbit holes. And then you've got PTSD. You've got the deuce. Okay, so back, back to the world's shittiest bourbon. Um <laughs> I don't even know what Jeremy said last. Now, you know what? I would buy a bottle of that uh, that Texas envelope bourbon uh, for when people came over that I don't like, and then I can give them a pour of it and tell them it's the world's best bourbon, and then they don't and touch watch, any of my good bourbon. And watch yeah. their See faces, the tag? And watch their faces go, oh. Like, you want to do that with your tongue when you when you take a sip of it. Like, it tastes, like, tastes nice on the front, and then all of a sudden it's like, you get that flavoring. Yeah. It, that is it comes again. Screw you, Iron Root, you piece of shit. Yeah, I'm glad we spent thirty five dollars on that. I'll drink it. I'm not. I'm not ashamed. But damn. I'm leaving that. Can, can, you, can you take it back to this hold of wine and say, "Hey, this tastes like an envelope." Yeah, take What's it, wrong with this? Take it back. Just be a total Karen. All right. Who's bringing us back? Jeremy. I am. Total. Um. I think when you take um, bourbon back, though, you're a Glen Karen. Oh, uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs>